Hi guys, welcome to Dead by Tomorrow Interviews. My name is Daniel Winter and my co-host is Andrew Monroe. As we explore different topics that are worth thinking about today, we want to bring in guests to share their own unique perspective. We hope you enjoy hearing from our guests as much as we enjoy talking to them. Hello to our beautiful listeners or viewers. I'm not really sure which way you fall on this scale, but uh, welcome back to Dead by Tomorrow with Daniel and Andrew. We have our first update for you for challenge number one, the pursuing happiness, I guess is what we're calling it. Uh, living like the fence doesn't really quite fit exactly what we're doing, but uh, yeah, welcome back guys. Daniel, I hope it's been a good couple of weeks for you. How's the uh, challenge been treating you? It's been pretty good. There have certainly been some ups and downs, some highs and some lows, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it, it's been interesting to go through each day and sort of actually consider what the happiness looked like, what the, the stress looks like for the day, some of the different sort of journal entries. Um, so, yeah, it's, I feel like there are a, a handful of trends that I'm starting to see um, but yeah, I'll be interested to see kind of for the, for the rest of the month, if any of that holds true. So I'm curious, are, do you feel like as you're keeping track of things, um, do you feel like you're seeing any trends? Do you feel like you're, you know, trying to fake being a little bit more happy since you have to put a number to it or how does that look for you? <laughs> that is something always in the back of my head, honestly, uh, anytime that I am attributing, you know, to a number scale, it part of me is always really conscious of where, where do you actually fall on this number scale? Are you inflating, deflating? Like how honest can you be whenever it's just limited, whatever? Like it's, it really, really bugs me, honestly, but I, I don't know a better way to do it. Um, and before I answer your question for everybody listening, in case you, you know, you just listened to the last episode. We'll give you a quick update on what Daniel and I are talking about on this. Um, <clears throat> on the challenge episode, we talked about making a journal. And so we ended up making the journal uh, actually after the episode. So that was why we had less information about it going forward. But it's kind of cool. Uh, you can find Daniel and I in there with kind of a little bit of a separate journal each. Um, I'm doing the 30 minutes outdoors, the cold shower bath read or listen to a book. Um, we're both doing the gratitude journal. And then we also have the, did you smile or, uh, smile or laugh a lot today? Did you learn something interesting today? If so, what was it? And then on a scale of one to 13, because you know I thought one to 10 was silly. How happy are you? And then a scale of one to 13, how stressful is today? And then I did some goofy math, uh, which I should not be trusted due to create a happiness index on mine. Um, I'm pretty proud of the chart, honestly. Um, Daniel's challenge, he's doing the 30 minutes outdoor as well. Scripture prayer, um, where he is, you know, trying to work on his, what we should call it Bible study for the simplicity of that. It's obviously a little deeper than that. Um, did you smile or laugh? And then I looked up this word and I'm pretty sure we pronounced it wrong last time, but what I found was it's called huga, the huga practice. Um, I could be totally mispronouncing it, but that's what some books said. So Daniel's working on his huga practice. He also has a gratitude journal on there as well, and the same happiness uh, and stress index, 
with the, did you learn something interesting? And then one of the things I think is really cool he's doing is he actually has Hillary commentary on how he felt. Now, Daniel has his own chart separate from mine that is showing a trend for how happy he was versus how stressful he was. And interestingly enough, today was the first day those lines kissed. So might get into that. So anyways, to answer your question, uh, I haven't noticed necessarily a trend one way or another. Uh, what I have noticed is there's two different things that have really popped up for me while we were doing this. Uh, first, the gratitude journal really is helpful. Um, I was already doing a gratitude journal, but when I'm doing it and then rating my happiness, almost every time I feel better about my day after I do the gratitude journal. So uh, I've tried to actually kind of scale my numbers back to how I felt before the gratitude journal. Uh, but the gratitude journal is definitely by itself inflating how I felt about the day whenever I do it. So that's really interesting because I've done gratitude journals a lot in the past and I'd never really correlated how I felt after doing it. It was just something kind of I did, but having that number right afterwards really kind of drives home what I was feeling. So that's been interesting. And then what's also been kind of fun is looking at Daniel's challenge or your challenge. And for whatever reason, like seeing stuff that you're doing and seeing your gratitude and uh, kind of your scales and the different stuff that's going on in your world uh, also really kind of warms my heart and makes my day better. So that's been a something I totally didn't expect was uh, being, I guess, more personally involved in your day-to-day life. Uh, it kind of brings me, like I get to steal some of the joy that you're having, it seems like. Yeah, I definitely have enjoyed being able to see the the gratitude journal on your side and yeah, some of the things that you're learning. So it's it's one of those things that, I don't know, I don't know that it comes up as much in conversation and maybe that's something that we should try to be better about, but I don't feel like I too often tell you, hey, this is something that I'm grateful for today. Maybe it comes up a little bit if if it's something really good and somebody asks, how's your day? And I don't know, you, you just hit a PR in the gym or you just won a bunch of money or, you know, your kid took their first <laughs> yeah. steps or something. Like those are things that it's like, well, yeah, there's this big crazy thing that happened, but the, the little things you probably don't necessarily share as much. Um, so I agree that that's, that's been pretty, pretty cool to see. And yeah, one thing you mentioned was trying to, or, or I guess a chart that I made was looking at the stress compared to happiness. And honestly, what I think that chart showed me is that um, that there, there's not a great correlation between the two of them. And I think part of that is stress is too broad of a term in reality. Um, so I'll give a couple examples of things that stood out to me, things that I feel like I maybe already knew about myself a little bit, but I can see my own self-reported data that kind of backs it up. Um, so if I look through the weeks, there are some days where when my stress level is really high, my happiness is really low. So a good example of that was um, last, I think it was last Tuesday, it was like January 25th or something like that. 
I had a very stressful work situation where I inadvertently sent a message to the exact wrong person that I wanted to <laughs> receive that message. It, it was a very potentially embarrassing kind of stressful, no bueno situation. Um, and I had to try to recall this message and there was all of this uncertainty on did it work? Did it not? Had to talk to various people and basically own up to this mistake. And, it, and it's one of those things that it just, your your stomach drops when you find out, when you realize, oh, wait, who did I just send that to? And so, <laughs> yeah. and so that was a day that my, my stress was, I didn't quite put it at 13 because, you know, it, it was a singular instance as opposed to just being a constant thing throughout the day, but it was pretty dang stressful. And my happiness on that day was really low. <laughs> I was not feeling in a great spot um, on that day. But then later on in that same week, um, I think it was on a, a Thursday, I think that was actually one of my happier days of the week. I think I put it at a 10 and my stress level was at like a nine. Like it was, it was a pretty stressful day. And again, I remember that day as well. I needed to give a compensation presentation to a group of our, our supervisors and needed to, you know, make sure that I had coordinated all of these different parts in the presentation, working on this kind of Excel tool. And it was a lot of, a lot of time pressure, um, kind of public speaking sort of thing. And it, it was certainly a stressful day, but I felt more energized and sort of invigorated by that stress. And so something that I feel like I see is that instead of just saying stress, it, it may be better to try to think about distress versus eustress. So distress is typically what we think of as that negative, that stressful sort of situation that um, I think it releases cortisol and it, it's it's not a good thing. It's essentially us kind of worrying over a situation that we don't have a lot of action that we can be taking. There's a, not a lot that we can be doing. So that email example, I had already done the email recall. There was nothing I could further do to help or hurt the situation, but I just felt this pressure, this stress versus a you stress is it's pushing you towards positive action. It's, it's, you know, you, you are feeling that pressure because there's something that does need to be done, but you can actually do something productive about it. So me, you know, needing to, to give this presentation and work on this tool. And there were things that I could be doing and working on to make that happen. And there were good things coming from it. Um, so that's an interesting thing. And the, and the last thing I'll say kind of about this stress correlation is some of my lower happiness days also were on some of my lower stress days. So that was on weekends, particularly on, there are a couple Sundays where, you know, that happiness number is on the lower end, kind of below seven and the stress level for that day is like, of one, there, there's not really, there's not really anything happening on that day. And so I think something I've learned about myself is I, I do need some of that 
that push out there. And, and maybe I've just been conditioned to be that way, but a day where I just truly Get a spice have to make your day good. <laughs> yeah. Like days where I just truly have nothing happening are not as rewarding of days just for me personally. No, I, I like that. Did you come up with the you stress yourself? I've not heard that before. Um, no, that's, it's a, it's a term. Um, I did not, <laughs> did not create you stress. Um, I'm not sure exactly who, who coined it, but it's a, it's a psychology term. Wow. I've never heard it. I like it. I was about to give you all kinds of laurels and praise, but, uh, you know what? <laughs> you still get a little bit. Yeah, apparently it was uh, coined by endocrinologist Hans Saley. <laughs> oh, okay, Hans. Probably Finnish. Dang it. <laughs> Actually, I think Hans is like straight up German. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. I don't think that's Finnish. No, that last time was a little weird, though. Anyways, we'll leave Hans' uh, genetic makeup out of this. So something that was interesting as well, and I want to go into... Also, what you think we need to improve or, you know, you need to improve, I need to improve going forward for the the last half of this. But another thing that I thought was an interesting correlation is a lot of both yours and my gratitude journals are relationship-based. And this was not something that I necessarily expected, but I should have because that was one of the big factors in some of the articles that led into this challenge was... uh, these Scandinavian countries have a really strong uh, relationship basis. And that's where a lot of their happiness comes from. And, you know, I, I was focused on the, they read lots of books, they spend time outside and they have cold exposure. I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. And then I kind of passed over the, you know, not chasing wealth and the, you know, strong relationship focus. But both you and I, it seems like a lot of our, our higher days kind of pair up with days that we had gratitude towards being in a, you know, a part of a relationship, you know, biking with Brett, uh, you know, me seeing Jonah at the coffee shop. There's, there's all these different things that we are grateful for that mostly had other people involved with them. And that seems to be the majority of the stuff that we have talked about in our journal. So is that something you noticed? Is that something you knew about beforehand or was that kind of interesting to you as well? Well, relationships are certainly a part of a big part of the the fuga mindset so like yeah they're like you mentioned some of the the cold and the comfort and the outside and the book reading and like all those types of things are components but i do think the relationship piece and specifically close-knit deep relationships are really the the bigger factor And, and i definitely know for me personally that's that's huge. And again, probably not a surprise as somebody who is an extrovert, but the whole extrovert introvert thing, like relationships are still very important to both. It's not this sort of thing where, oh yeah, extroverts are the only ones that like people and introverts are, you know, they're like cats and they just tolerate (laughs) other people because that's needed for society. But otherwise, you know, they, they, could not care less. Like that's, that's not true. It's just about the, some of the different dynamic scenarios, energy recharges, some of those types of, of things. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised at all to see relationships as a, a big factor that kind of 
influences the that happiness level up or down. Yeah. Well, for any of you guys out there who weren't thinking about, you know, that being a part of your happiness, that is, that's definitely there, introvert or extrovert. So what would you improve? Uh, you know, we've, we've hit basically day 14, I think is today. Uh, what is it that you want to change or what are you needing to work on more that you think will provide better benefits on this uh, pursuit of happiness or you know, are you staying the course, um, jumping off? Like what's the next, uh, 14, 15 days look like for you? I, uh, <laughs> gonna bring a little bit of a pun in here, but I'm actually pretty happy with, <laughs> with how things have gone so far. I, I'm so disappointed. This is going in my journal. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, though, I, outside of a, one-off super stressful work situation outside of you know, a couple slower days that maybe energy was just lower and maybe that's part of why the day was slower i've been pretty satisfied with what i've seen and um again i i don't know all the i don't know if we can trust all the math that goes into the happiness index that you've made we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll give you we'll give you benefit of the doubt but when I look at that, the main thing that I see is there is kind of this up and down pattern, um, at least on, on mine where it's, there's kind of a peak and then right at that peak, it seems like there's a bit of a dip and it's just kind of this constant, um, fluctuation between what I would say is really happy days and what I would say is less happy days. And that to me is sort of where I want to be and expect to be because if I'm saying like, yeah, it's a 13 every day, like I'm super happy all the time. I don't know. I, I question You're that. taking and something. I, <laughs> yeah. 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 It, and th there may be periods of time where it's like, you're on a vacation and it's this awesome vacation. And it may be several straight days of just, you know, you're super comps, super happy, but there's always that down that comes afterwards. And what's important for me to see is that even on those down days, you know, the next day is, is a better one. And just kind of having that expectation that I'm not going to be at a 13 every single day, but also when I have that really rough day, um, there's that bounce back that happens. So. No, that's, that is great because I think a lot of us, get caught up in that mindset of, man, why am I not happy? I should always be happy. And what it really is, is if you can, you get a longer view of it, you do see that, that ebb and flow, that up and down, uh, just how everything else is. And that's just, that's kind of how we're built. You can't be happy without having those troughs and, you know, that scale. You can't, you don't have perspective. And so it's, it's just natural. And for me, seeing like your chart as well, it reinforces that because sometimes we feel kind of like an island, you know, you're sitting there like, man, I'm having a, I'm having a rough day today. Uh, you know, like today was, I think probably one of my lowest scoring days on the scale. Um, if it wasn't for having, you know, external, uh, views that I could look at and say like, oh, Daniel's also having ups and downs and seeing, seeing the way your stuff 
flows as well. It really helps solidify like, hey, you're not a weirdo, Andrew. <laughs> this is normal. It's okay to have a down day. It's okay to then you know, bounce back up and then come back down and up and down. And uh, I didn't really expect it. I kind of, when I would envision this, I kind of saw this upward trending kind of line. Uh, but this does make a lot more sense in hindsight so far. Yeah, because I mean, if it's that upward trending line, may- maybe you move your baseline up, right? Like, yeah, maybe that's, that's kind of goal. Fix that baseline a little bit, right? Yeah, it and that's that's perfectly acceptable. Is try to you know maybe minimize some of those lows. That's fine, or or just have more days that are closer to to the medium, and and I think that's part of what what I want to be able to see is, all right, one, like, yeah, on the really rough days, are there things that I could tweak or adjust to maybe get that a little bit closer to kind of the mean and the average? Sure. Um, but what's probably more important to me is on those really rough days, you know, how quickly is it coming back up? Um, cause there have been times in my life where I probably consistently would be putting the happiness factor at like a two or a three. And that's, that's more concerning when it's, when that is kind of the regular trend. Um, I mean, that's, that's what depression looks like. So, yeah. That's good. Uh, just on my end for accountability's sake, uh, I have sucked at the 30 plus minutes of outdoor time and I am embarrassed about it because it's something that's pretty easy to do, especially with a dog that needs to be walked outdoors on a regular basis. Uh, it's windy here though, man. And it's cold. And <laughs> I just, I have made up every excuse I can. I think if I'm looking at it, I think I've made like five out of the 15 days outside. So I'm one third, uh, success rate. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you failed for that. Uh, at least when we were in school. So I really sucked at being outdoors. I'm going to really make an effort to get that stepped up. Um, I've done pretty good on the, the cold showers. I was planning on doing like weekly ice baths. And that was kind of the, the main part of it. And the showers were just going to be like a daily stopgap. And again, we are, uh, I've had three weekends of opportunities basically. And I have yet to take an ice bath because I'm a chicken and those hurt. And again... It's very easy to talk yourself out of going to Sonic and getting the ice and dumping in the bathtub, filling it up with cold water. I'm getting it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of time in that journey to come up with a reason not to do it. So I'm going to hopefully step up and get a couple ice baths in before this is over. <laughs> you know, I, so. I know I'm supposed to be helping you with accountability and by all means go walk Jasper. He deserves that. The weather. Yeah, it's going to be bad, but you know, you got to get out there and do it. And, and that's, yep. I get it. Like my, my outdoor time struggled a little bit earlier on when it was colder and it's been so nice here and I've consistently been outside. It's about to get cold again. So I just got to be willing to still get out there and give Jake his walks. But on the ice bath, ice bath piece, I, I don't know, man, I still think they're evil. <laughs> they, so I didn't send this article to you the other day, but I was attempting to convince myself to take the ice bath. I looked up, I was like, is this even good for me? Like, obviously this sucks. Maybe it's all just BS. Like there's no reason. So I pulled it up and 
they talked about ice baths recovery and they're like, look, ice, you know, a cold shower is great. Um, it's good for you. But whenever you really jump into an ice bath, because it's so much colder, it does something to your vascular system. And it basically flushes this metabolic waste that you get whenever you exercise and do these kind of things. And apparently it's really good for you to flush that stuff out. Um, so that by itself is like, man, that sounds really handy. Um, and there's, of course, all the other stuff. Uh, I think you, have you started reading Breathe yet by uh, James Nestor, I think? Yeah, I'm a few chapters in. I think I'm three chapters in. So I, I think somewhere in the book he talks about it. And so hopefully maybe at that point you can come back around and be like, okay, I, I give up. You need to go get in your ice bath. Andrew, stop being a little wimp. But something with ice baths helps with your breathing patterns. And that's apparently just crazy good for you. So. I just need to do it, man. Apart everything else aside, I said I was going to do it. I need to do it. That's that's just the end of the story. So I'm going to step up this weekend. You might hear me screaming all the way across Amarillo. And by screaming, it's actually me gasping and wishing I was dead. And there's not going to be that much noise. But you'll feel it. There'll be a disturbance in the force. <laughs> good luck to you, sir. You know, you've, you've, been, you've been a good friend. And I'll miss you when you die. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. At least someone will. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, anything else going forward that you want to get off your chest before uh, we close out our update? No, I mean, I I think the the things that I've been really trying to focus on have been incredibly beneficial. And so um, I know you sort of highlighted them early on, but I definitely recommend to anybody who's trying to get into that more, I think, sinus rhythm. Um, that's not the right word. We should fact check that. But the, the uppy downy <laughs> rhythm of, <laughs> of uh, a happiness curve, I really think spending that time outdoors, aka moving, spending that time in prayer, reflection, um, quiet time, and then just spending time with loved ones and, and people that you care about. Um, if you can find little ways to do that on a regular basis, that's, that's huge. And even though there'll still be days where you do that stuff and it's kind of a rough day, it helps to to balance that out a little bit and help to take some of that edge off. Um, and then you, I, I really feel like you just bounce back a little bit more quickly from those tough times and especially finding ways again with those, those people that you're close to on those tough days, being vulnerable and, and talking about it and sharing with it on that day that I had <clears throat> my really rough work day. Um, I talked to, two different coworkers that were able to give me some really good advice and were really gracious. Um, obviously talked to Hillary about it and talked to Beth about it and just, you know, was able to air sort of those feelings out and then things ended up working out. And I got to tell a funny story to my team at happy hour a couple days later and was already able to kind of move past it and laugh about what could have otherwise been a really just, shameful type of situation. Hey, that's awesome, man. 
<laughs> and it's good you came up together and knew it okay. I could have gone poorly. But I agree with everything you said. Uh, I hope I hope you guys listening kind of take this to heart and give some of this a try because I, I really have been enjoying this challenge. So it's a it's a good start to the year despite January being a rough month. So I'm happy to be trying. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with the puns. I just hate them. but yeah uh, i guess we will check with you guys uh in about two more weeks and we'll have a update for how this challenge ends and we will have the next month's challenge challenge lined up for you and hopefully it goes well in both directions and until then we look forward to connecting with you guys soon